House of Big HQ Podcast, episode 33. Hey, that's my wife's lucky number. I'm sure you guys all really wanted to know that. This, this, this is the House Flipping HQ Podcast. Giving you the strategies, techniques, and inside secrets of house flipping from today's top house flipping experts. House Flipping HQ. Your ultimate house flipping resource for intelligent real estate investing and financial freedom. Now, let's get flipping with your host, Justin Williams. Hey, hey, what's going on, House Flipping Nation? Hope you've had a fantastic week. I know we have had a phenomenal uh, last couple weeks. We've purchased six homes in the past two weeks, which is our goal, uh, three houses per week. So I'm pumped about that. Then I just found out we got another one today. So doing pretty good. We just got to get back caught up to, uh, to be able to reach our goal for 150. So we're a little behind, but you know, I don't, I'm not giving up the year, you know, the years, we're not even a quarter of the way done. So uh, we'll see how that goes. And I will keep you posted on those. I've uh, the last couple blog posts I've done. I've kind of been diving into some details. I'm talking about how I went from frustration of two-week buying drought to buying three houses in a day. And I'm kind of laying out some of those details and how I bought one at, at Disneyland and whatnot. So go ahead and go to Housewing HQ and you can check out all the details on the blog there. So for today, I'm super excited about our guest. I'm, I'm not going to tell you a whole lot about it right now. You're just going to have to wait. But uh, I'll, we'll, we'll get to that in just one quick second. Um, the house flipping mastermind group is just going amazing. You know, we've got so many people in that are taking action, putting properties, I'm making offers first of all, which is a f- amazing, you know, feat with in and of itself. So I'm really proud of those guys. And then we've got several people that are putting houses under contract. And I'm just blown away. Uh, one guy just put his second house under contract and it's pretty cool. We've got another guy, you can see the thread in the forum where he goes from not being sure what to do and then play by play, he'll let us know what's going on. Okay, they said this and then he's getting feedback and he got the property. So it's just really cool to see those guys grow. Um, join us for our next webinar where I talk about my business as well as more about that group and how you can join. Go to housewingHQ.com slash webinar to sign up and we will see you there. Okay, that is it for today. And without any further ado, let's get flipping with our guest for today. You'll find out. (laughs) Hey, hey, House Flipping Nation. Hope you guys are doing amazing today. I am super, super excited for our guest. Many years ago, when I very first came down to Southern California, I kept hearing about this crazy, somewhat obnoxious, loud, and outspoken investor named Tony Alvarez. However, I also heard that he was incredibly successful and made millions of dollars in in the real estate market over the last several years. So I had to go find this guy and hear him speak. I went to his seminars, went to uh, different club meetings that he spoke at. And every time I would hear him speak, I would see this person with him. I would see his assistant. And I realized very quickly that this person was basically made Tony the person that he was. I mean, she would go with him to these seminars. She basically, I could tell she ran his investment business. And I was blown away. And it really inspired me to go and find... Uh, Vanessa, the assistant that I have today. So I am super excited uh, to introduce to you today the one, the only Sabrina Gounts. Did I say your last name right? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I should have asked no, you that. No, you again. did. You did. Perfect. All right. Good. Anticlimactic. Sabrina Gounts, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Woo! So, Sabrina, I'm so excited to interview you today because. So many people, you know, they see either myself or Tony, you know, we're kind of, uh, you know, out there being loud and obnoxious, but yet we have these assistants that basically run our business. And so many people are so intrigued and fascinated and interested in learning, uh, like what you do and how Tony found you and how you guys work together. So let's really get into that. You know, before we dive into all that though, and how you guys are running your business, um, give us a little bit more of your background. 
and then how you and Tony uh, met and how you started working for him. Then we'll kind of take the journey from there. Okay. Well, before I started working with Tony many years ago now, <laughs> I, I was just a leasing consultant for another property management company. I actually got the job through my aunt. So I did that for a few years and I kind of graduated high school early because I didn't like to go. So I went through independent study Awesome. and, and I got that out of the way so I didn't have to deal with it so I could work full time. And, but I was just a leasing consultant. I think I did, uh, Wednesdays through Sunday, Wednesday through Sunday. And then I had a falling out. <laughs> so I decided I was going to quit. So, you know, I up and quit. That's what, you know, 20 year olds do. They decide, okay, I'm done with this. On to the next thing. And I think the following Monday, I just faxed in a resume in, in the paper, um, that it happened to be Tony and he called me in. And in Tony fashion, he missed our first two interviews. Oh, my gosh. And I still showed up to the third one. I thought, okay, this is going to be good then, right? I'm going to have a lot of leeway if I screw up. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) So, um, but that's ultimately how how we connected was um, he, he always says that I think I was the first person who walked in the office without a bunch of tattoos and I didn't just get out of jail. So I got the job. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I want to be careful. We should probably should we preface where you're located or not? Maybe not. Anyway, no, we're in Lancaster and Palmdale. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's pretty funny. So, it's just an ad in the newspaper. It's just an ad in the AV Press. I yeah. love that because so many people always ask me, "Hey, how'd you find your assistant?" Like it's like some magic secret that you know I found her through this amazing way. It's just a uh, Craigslist. You know, it's like right, right. Just, yeah. You just got to get out there and. So did Tony, do you know, did he interview lots of people or were you the only one yeah. willing to come back for the third time? <laughs> no, no. He interviewed from I, the horror stories that I hear. He interviewed quite a few people, but, you know, he ultimately stuck with me. What was it that he, he found in you that he liked so much? Um, I think in our first interview, I just told him, hey, I don't have a lot of experience. All I did was basically I used to just show apartments, you know, so I just had to be nice. I had to open a door, give an application and I was done. So I just told him, I said, I will tell you the truth and I'll work my butt off. And that's it. And I think ultimately, you know, that's all he was looking for. And somebody not to steal from him. I did tell him right up front. I will never (laughs) steal from you. So you don't have to worry about that. And he believed me enough that my first day at work, he gave me the key to the office. And I thought, okay, this is a little weird. And (laughs) so that's awesome. But he showed that his confidence in you as well. Right. I mean, you know, Vanessa, she has my my credit cards and my all kinds of stuff. I mean. Um, yeah, you just, sometimes you got to be able to trust somebody, right? So Right, right. Yeah, and that's that's what we're here for. We're the backup. I always like to say I'm happy being the person in the back until he starts screaming at me. <laughs> Guys, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it was hard for me to get Sabrina on here today. I just want you to know. She's been dodging my, uh, my calls and emails. But we got yes. it. I was trying to, but he hunted me down and he went to Tony <laughs> just so everybody knows. <laughs> what did you say? I did what? And you went to Tony. <laughs> <laughs> hey, got to do what you got to do. So, <laughs> no, but I love that though because it, the, you are the kind of person that we want to hear from. So, let's take us back. What did Tony have you start doing at the beginning? Like, how did that training process go? So many people see you and Vanessa, and they're just—it's they, almost overwhelming. They don't know where to begin. You know, they feel like you just were born and started being able to do everything. How did he teach you? How did that training process go? I see so many, so many people don't feel like they can find the right person, but I think a lot of it has to do with them training. Just tell us how that process went. Well, for me, I was completely trainable. I mean, I didn't have a lot of knowledge, um, which was very beneficial for him. And I think that's what he was looking for, somebody that he could mold, um, ultimately that he thought had a brain and that he could, you know, trust. Um, so... Just the fact that I was moldable was good for him. And and is what we started on is what I, the only thing I did at first for the first few years was I managed hundreds of rental properties. So that's all. And he already had this system in place. So it was so easy and everything was so simple. I mean, it's on, on an Excel spreadsheet 
And, you know, I take the money and then I deposit it here. And when I first started, I'd never done a deposit before, like with massive amounts of money, yeah, you know? <laughs> so I'm like, I didn't want anything to do with it. I thought, what? He's crazy to give me, you know, $50,000, $60,000 to take to the bank. Jeez. I didn't want to go to the bank right a block away. So, but even the smallest things at first, I was really nervous on and I didn't want to do it at all. Um, but that's where we started. It was just, you know, here's, you know, here's the system that's already in place. Um, you're going to be here. You're going to answer the calls. You're going to show, you know, people units. You're going to give them applications, process applications, and you're just going to deal with the tenants as it comes up. Um, and, and so it was just done on a very simple level. Love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, okay. So what do you do today? Let's talk about today. What are your roles today? What is your guys? Let's talk about you and your, the business overall. Okay. Well, the business overall, we kind of have a few, you know, different branches. We still do our own property management, um, which I did up until three weeks ago. I just hired another girl to come in at Candy to, to take over for me. Um, so we're training her right now. She comes from a background of apartments. Um, so it's, it's a little bit of a learning curve, but she's, she's catching on, which is great. And then, um, I had acquisitions for, for the company. And then, and then Tony's out, you know, he's on tour basically right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Tony's basically retiring this year, right? And that's kind of, yeah. Yeah. He's retiring this year. So I feel like we're everywhere. <laughs> so you guys are running his business for him while he's on tour. <laughs> Pretty absolutely. much. Yes, absolutely. And I, I try to be involved as much as possible, you know, um, to go out there. And I, and when I'm not there, I get funny texts from people. They're like, where are you? Or, you know, yeah. they'll send video of Tony, like yelling at me and I'm not even there. And <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, but, but right now we're, our main focus is our acquisitions and our management. So how many rental properties do you guys have right now, more or less? We have, I could tell you over 140, under wow. 200. Crazy. So, yeah. So, you know, we, we have our goals like you yeah, <laughs> and we're trying to, to hold as many as possible. So, but Tony, I mean, just so for people who don't know, um, you know, in the, when the market was low and when did he start buying like la the last cycle? This last cycle, um, we bought our first house, I think. Well, in not this past cycle, but before, like before, when did he buy and then when did he sell them all? Oh, he started buying in 98, I think. And then we sold in 05. Okay. So Tony sold a bunch of houses in 05 and made what, like seven or $8 million or something like that. Yeah. Well, it was about, it was a little over 10 million. Okay, over ten million. I'm a little off. <laughs> so yeah, come that's on, right. Come on. He he, he held on a little bit longer and then made an extra like three or something. So right. Tony, he's kind kind of like well, I don't have nearly as many rentals as Tony. Not even close. <laughs> but he's like a lot. What I call like a long term flipper. I mean, his goal is to, um, and maybe it's different now. Maybe he's going to keep holding. But his goal was to sell when it was time to sell. Right. Right. Well, ultimately, he's always sold when the market tells him it's time to sell. When the market sell. tells him to or, sell. And that's, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, he's got Bruce Norris there to help him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, for sure. But ultimately, when the market says it's time to sell, he'll sell. Yeah, he when, doesn't when Bruce Norris, also known as the market, says it's time to sell, yeah. he sells. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I'd do the same thing. Okay, so what are you guys doing? I mean, you're flipping some houses too, right? You're not just um, keeping everything? Yeah. I mean, if it was up to Tony, he would keep every single thing that comes across the desk. So I have to sell some on the down low, you know, <laughs> um, about one to two a month to pay bills. Yeah. So that's, that's the only reason we sell. Uh, we just sell just enough to pay the bills and, and we keep everything else. Nice. Okay. Now I have talked to Tony though, and he, I just want to make sure everyone understands he doesn't necessarily believe that people should be buying to hold properties in like a down market or anything like that. He's just buying, right? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Right. I mean, unless you can sustain it. I mean, that's you true. Have, I mean, Tony has big pockets. It, exactly. Unless you can sustain it and you're just looking for, you know, cash flow. Yeah. And, yeah. and you're fine. I mean, you have Mike Cantu who holds a specific amount of properties no matter what, free and clear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and he sells the rest but of But Tony doesn't. Okay, let's really dive in to the nuts and bolts here. Okay, how you know? Give me like a an a day by day. Like, how do you go about? Let's talk about buying. How do you go about buying these properties? 
Well, we have our, our system in system in place where we do specific things every day, whether it's it's sending out mailers, whether, you know, I have a goal of every single day, no matter what, to talk to five new agents in addition to five agents that I know. Um, you know, just to make sure that that they know that I'm here. Um, I send out emails. So we have like a handful of, of things that we do every single day to keep them coming in. Can we hear what those are? So, okay, I, I love I love the uh, the specifics. So you speak to five new agents every day that you've never talked to. And mm-hmm. you speak to five agents that you already know. So number one, to build new relationships. And number two, to establish, um, reestablish those relationships you already have and keep those going, right? Absolutely. So that's for real estate agents. And if I can do more than that, that's great. If I can pop into offices, like if I'm happen to be driving by and I'll see somebody's car, I'll go in, you know, I'll talk to them. Um, where, really, I see them everywhere. So it's what, you know, whenever I have five minutes to spend with them, I try. And that is so huge to me because I hear so many people tell me, oh, Justin, I can't find an agent. I'm like, okay, first of all, don't quit, quit talking about finding an agent because they're everywhere, right? Right, It's right. more, it, it, to me, when I hear that, it's like someone telling me I can't find a boyfriend or a girlfriend, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's not like something you find. It's more of a relationship that you have to create and build, right? Yeah, you do. And and I found when I was um, when I started transitioning over from just a leasing agent to, you know, the person that where he was molding me then into buying, you know, buying and selling and, and the acquisitions person, which I honestly at the time I didn't even know was happening. OK, yeah. so but it, but it started happening and I would be so afraid to just pull over and, you know, call on a, on a sign and talk to somebody that I never knew or go into an office face to face and talk to somebody. So, you know, ultimately I had to get over that. And the only way I started comparing it to things that I do in my normal life when I meet, you know, I have a six year old daughter. So when I meet a new parent or we go to the school or we do something new with her and it's just something that we now we just do, you know, there's no second guessing it. You just pick up the phone and you call right away and you ask the things that are interesting. How many bedrooms, how many bathrooms, you know, what else is going on? And then from there, a conversation, you know, would grow and it would make me less um, uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. And then I would create a new friend. So yeah. well, I love what you're saying because it's exactly what I teach people. But I realize I got it from Tony. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, that sounds really familiar. So what you're telling me is you will find properties that are listed for sale, whether they're on probably the MLS or online, or whether you're just driving around and see a house listed for sale, and you just start calling these agents and asking about that house specifically, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. I I now have a habit that every single house I drive by, every single agent sign I drive by, whether it says sold or not on top or in escrow, I don't care. I call anyways. So, and that creates, I mean, if, if you, if you really do it and you drive around, I drive around a lot during the day. So if you just start doing that call is going to, you know, domino effect into the next one, into the next one, those agents are going to start calling you and remembering you. Love it. I love it. Okay, so you're driving around. You don't care what the house is sold. You don't care if it's rehab, needs work, or whatever. You just call, call, call. I call because I don't know if the next one they get is going to be a flip, is going to be an REO, is going to be a distressed sell. If it's going to be a friend, maybe they know somebody that we could help. And also, is it somebody that needs to sell, but now they're looking to rent, you know? And I have a list of rentals. So, you know, there's always two things that I'm looking for. What are they? Which is oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> I thought you were gonna tell us what you're looking for. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, anytime I make that call, can I? Will it benefit us in any way? Yeah. As well as them, because if it benefits awesome. them, the agent, they're definitely gonna call. Sabrina, you can we do like a really quick role play? I know people would love this. So many okay. people struggle with talking to agents. Okay. Oh, so yes. you pretend that I'm an agent and you're driving around. What, what do you prefer? Are you driving usually, or, or do you look them up online? What, what, what do you want to do? No, I'm I'm driving. You're driving. Yeah. Okay. So pretend you see my house and call me up, okay? Okay, so... Ring, ring, ring. Okay, go ahead. Hello? Hello? <laughs> Hi, is this Justin? This is. Hi, Justin. Uh, my name is Sabrina with Evergreen Properties, and I just happen to be driving by your street or your house on Elm Street. Um, I seen your sign out front. I was just wondering what's going on with it. 
Okay, well, uh, you know, we, we have the property. Uh, it's We have a couple offers, but we're still accepting. We'll probably accept one by tomorrow. So, you know, if you're interested, you can go ahead and send us an offer. Did you have any specific questions about the property or... Well, I want to know, because I, I didn't go inside of it. I just happened to see your sign. And I thought it looked interesting. How many bedrooms and bathrooms is it? Uh, it's a three-two. Um, and uh, yeah, it's about, you know, 1,500 square feet. So. Okay. And what is the what is it listed for? Uh, listed for 120000 Okay. All right. And so is it already rehabbed? Um, no, it actually needs a little bit of work, mainly just cosmetic, nothing too bad. Okay. All right. And the offers that you have in, in play right now, are, are you guys representing any of them? Um, no, we are not. Okay. Now, if I'm interested, I'm going to go ahead and double back and I'm going to go inside of it and take a look at it. But if I'm interested in making an offer, would you be able to represent me? Uh, sure. Of course. Be happy okay. to. Okay, great. Then what I'm going to do is I'm going to give me about 15, 20 minutes and I'm going to give you a call back and we'll get an offer submitted. Sounds great. Looking forward to it. All right. I'll talk to you in a bit. Okay. Talk to you soon. Okay, that was good. And and that conversation could have gone several ways, right? In a million different ways. Yeah. And honestly, I'm a little nervous right now, but... <laughs> <laughs> so what are some of the different ways that conversation could have gone? First of all, I imagine not every agent even answers the phone when you call them, right? You'd be amazed. Actually, a ton of agents answer the phone. Oh, cool. And if the agent doesn't answer the phone, an assistant will answer the phone. And I have, sometimes I have a better, um, I can get to the assistant a lot better than I can uh, to the agent sometimes. So I'll get my point across or, or what I need done through the assistant. And now I have somebody in their office backing me, awesome. you know, feeding me. So that's, that's another way. So let's break down some of the things you did and some of the different ways that conversation could have gone. Number one, you called and you first, you started off just asking about the home, right? Mm -hmm. You weren't yeah. like, hey, what's the house listed for? I mean, not, yeah. not, what, not, not, I mean, what offers do you have? You didn't ask that right off the bat, right? Right. And, and no, but you gave me the information. And yes. most of the time, you'll ask a question and all the other information you want will be given to you. Yeah. It's like a birthday present, you know? So you don't have to ask all of those questions. Um, and most of the time, if you get uh, an experienced agent or broker on the phone, you, they're going to tell you just just like you did right off the bat. Okay, I've got this in play. I've got this. I've got this. What else do you want to know? Because I need to get off this phone. Yeah, exactly. How quick yeah. can I get on and get off? Right. So you have to kind of engage them a little bit and really spark their interest. So whenever I get something like that, I go right into, well, are you representing any of the offers? No. Most of the time it's no, believe it or not. Huh. And um, so then I go, well, if I'm interested, can you represent me? And I'm, you know, I'm going to go back. I'm going to look at it right now. I'm going to give you a price and we're going to make an offer. So now, I like that you asked them if they're representing anybody rather than just right off the bat saying, can you represent me? Now, why do you do that? Because it'll sometimes you don't want to be disrespectful and rude. Um, if you just say, can you represent me? Um, sometimes comes off a little hard, like yeah. you don't care what else he's got going on. Yeah. You just want him to stop and you want him to, to do what you want. Yeah. And I, I like want that. him to be excited to represent me. And if he doesn't have somebody, does he know somebody who can? Does he have somebody on his team? I would have asked. Well, do you have somebody on your team that can represent me? Um, so that he knows that I'm really interested in him making a commission on this. Yes. As well. Now you are listed and or Tony or what you guys are listed. So you could make this offer on your own. Yeah. But why would you um, have him? Aren't you losing money, Sabrina? No. Explain no, that. I, Explain. <laughs> I, I know you're not. I'm just trying to help other people understand. Yeah. No. For, for one, I mean, I hate writing an offer. Okay. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I mean, After a while, about, it's just like, ugh, it's just so annoying. It's nine pages of <laughs> a waste of time for me. <laughs> yeah, totally. So if I can get somebody else to do that for me, and I can create a friend and, you know, a relationship that won't only, you know, will be able to close this deal, but he'll call me next time because yeah. he knows that I am interested in him as much as he's interested in us, you know, making a profit. Yes. I'm wanting to make sure he also makes a profit. And do you think if he is representing you, your chances of maybe buying that house might be a little bit greater? 
Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, sometimes it doesn't work out like that. No, it's a numbers you, game. Yeah. So, so you're, but you're still the first one that they call, you know, you're really working your way up. Yeah. But now your goal was to, um, one of your goals you were trying to extract from me kind of what, where I was at, what kind of offers I had, you know, what, I mean, is that one of your goals to try to find out? I always tell people, I say, look, it's not just about blindly shooting random offers out there. You've got to connect with that agent, right? Right. And then you've got to try to get some information from them. If you have an idea of exactly where you need to be to come in, I mean, the worst thing is losing out to someone for like 500 bucks or a thousand bucks, you know, when you would have yeah. paid three more, right? Yeah. And once you connect with somebody and they know you're real and, and that you're going to close this, that I don't think that that would ever happen. Um, as long as you're being upfront and honest with them and you're proofing up, you have to proof up. But I, I should have also Just asked. Just so everyone her, knows that means show a proof of funds. But proof of funds. Yes. Going. I'm sorry. No, yeah. Fine. Um, I should have asked, you know, what does he think it's worth? You know, if I would have normally given him more of what I want to do as well. And does he think that that would work with that house? And generally it's no, but he's got something else on the back burner that may work for that, that he can help me with. So, you know, a house that's not fixed up out here for 120, nobody's going to be touching. So I know that that's going to be sitting on the market for a while. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just threw those numbers out. I know you did. Yeah. No, it, but, but those are the kind of things. And I know if he's an experienced, you know, agent, which I'll know by the name or by the office that they're in, if, if they believe the same thing, you know, yeah. So if they'll they'll know that 120 is too high. They'll know that, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they'll be trying to figure out a way to to get it down so they can get it sold. But you're still I know a lot of people say, "Oh, it's listed too high. I'm not going to make an offer." But you'll still call and try to make that offer, right? Oh, absolutely. I don't waste a phone call. No, yeah, there, there could be less phone... competition, right? Cuz it's yeah. listed too high. Yeah. Exactly. And and you have to think about it. It takes very little effort for me now to have an agent who's willing to represent me to call him on the phone, tell him what I want, email him one email with proof of funds and a copy of a deposit check, which I have on standby, and get an offer in as opposed to not, and then somebody else behind me do it, yeah. you know, a month from now, and it get the deal. Yep. Because you know, it's, you know, sometimes it's like, you know, a slot machine. You, yep. do, you get the call a month, two months down the road. Well, I'm still interested, Yep. but I didn't show him that up front. Yeah. Okay. I love that. So what would you have said if I said, yes, I am representing somebody else? What would your response have been then? Okay, so if um, if they would have said, he would have said, yes, I'm representing somebody. Yeah, okay. I would have gone into, well, do you, do, you know, do you have a team member on your team that can represent me? Or do you have another agent that you like to work with? Um, rarely ever do you get somebody who's so closed off that they don't represent anybody. It has happened to me. And in that case, you know, generally, as opposed to creating new competition or, or going to somebody he doesn't like anyways and having them represent me, which is just going to put a bad taste in his mouth, we'll do it. Okay, you know? then you'll submit the offer yourself. Yeah. Okay, yeah. perfect. And then because I'm, I'm not any, uh, he doesn't see me as competition generally, but he already doesn't like all the other agents. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so then do you let them relist the property as well? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. If an agent brings us a deal um, or if they represent us on a deal, we always go back to them and give them the option. Sure. Sometimes they don't want to do it, you know, but. Yeah. And a lot of people see that as, oh, you're losing out on commission, but it's like, no, you're getting more deals. You're creating relationships. You're building something greater than just the one deal junkie at a time, you know, and trying to yeah. scrape for that next deal. Yeah. It's almost you know, like living paycheck to paycheck. If you're, yeah, if exactly. you're really worried about those commissions, I mean, those commissions are nothing. And I am so happy when I close a deal and I get to sign that commission statement that says, you know, 3,500, I just signed one yesterday, yeah. 3,500 to this agent and 3,500 to this agent. Holy and God. I didn't have to think about it. I, you, I signed my name so fast. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I love putting money in people's pockets. I Absolutely. Mean, it's, it's yeah. I mean, $3,500, you know, to us on a deal in most cases doesn't even represent 10% of a profit. For sure. And, and you've just like made their month, yeah. you know, in most cases. So yeah, I love that. Okay. So that's the, the buying is that's the main way you focus on buying, building relationships. We all know Tony's all about building relationships. Um, yeah. And 
And is that that your main thing? You said you're doing mailers too, right? Yeah, we do mailers. We've always done mailers. Um, but you know, those those come in as as they come in. I actually just I'm working on twelve right now, but twelve properties that came in from mailers. And you know, if I'm lucky, one will follow through. You know. Yeah. So the ninety percent of the way we get deals are through agents. Ninety percent. Okay. And call outs. Yeah. Let's take just. 10% of the time then to talk about mailers. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, it's not, yeah, it's, it's mailers, it's referrals. It's kind of a bunch of other things as well. Internet, like I've been finding stuff on Craigslist, which is really cool. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I, I just, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll I, you I like to, no, I like to Google search, you know, and then, uh, call, you know, call those owners and stuff. So it's been fun just finding new ways of, of bringing things in. There's so many ways, huh? I mean, it's just a matter. I really, truly think all you need to do is you got to know your values. You got to know your area, get to know that area, build relationships, and then just roll up your sleeves and get to work, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Just stop thinking about it. Just start doing it. I mean, there are so many ways. The other day, I just went off on a rant on like a webinar I was doing about all the different ways I, you can buy houses. And I, we're starting to do some of them, but I can't do them all. I can't even do all the ways you can buy houses. I mean, right. houses are everywhere. You just got to yeah. figure out how to get to them. Inventory is not low. Uh, MLS inventory is low, but the houses is the inventory, right? And it's still there. Yeah. Yeah. And and still, you know, I mean, we're buying most of our stuff, you Even know, on the MLS. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's true. So it, it just comes back to not um, coming up with a, a conclusion or worrying about the end result and just taking the action. Yeah. Just call those agents. Just do it. Don't think, oh, that house is sold or, oh, that's too high. Just you know, just do it. So going back to agents, I love, I mean, you said you call five new agents every single day. Now, that is my goal. Yeah. Now that doesn't mean that every single one of those agents is going to be bringing you deals left and right. I think that's the impression some people get. How do you magically get all these agents to bring you all these houses? It's like, no, she's calling five a day. I mean, if you build one relationship, good relationship per month, that's fantastic, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're lucky. <laughs> yeah, totally. You know, it's not easy. It's not like you pick up the phone and the first agent's going to start shooting you deals. And at the end of the year, you're going to make a million dollars. You yeah. have to put in the work. That's why I have a goal of five. If you could do 10 new agents, if I had the time to do 20, you know, I, that would be great. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I have to build a realistic goal with everything else we have going on. So for me, five, five new agents a day is, is pretty realistic. And how many deals are you guys buying more or less like per, per month or? Um, it all depends, uh, anywhere right now from four to six. Awesome. Um, depending on, you know, uh, it, and if mailers come in and, and things like that, it, it'll bump up, but generally about four to six. So you guys are doing about your one per week is about the average uh, yeah. I've, I've heard Tony yeah. talk about. Um, okay. Let's talk about mailers really quick. Are you focusing on like absentee owners? What kind of list do you focus on? Yeah, right now we're just focused on absentee, you know, I've owned five years plus no equity type of thing in specific markets. Did you say uh, you said no equity? I'm sorry, uh, 100% equity. Okay, okay, gotcha. Uh, <laughs> Full equity. Yeah, 100% equity. So, you know, we have, I haven't even in this um, uh, mailer list, I, I, I should say, I haven't even started going into the, the ones with 80% equity. I'm, I'm just focused on 100% equity right now. Just because you have enough people to mail to. But basically, yeah. But eventually you'll go, specific. okay. Yeah, no, well, once we get through that, we'll start going to the next one. But I'm, being, I'm very specific in specific neighborhoods in specific areas, so. Now, you're, but you're doing absentee? Yes. Okay, are you doing anything else? Are you focused on um, code violations or? Uh, Always, yeah. No, that's that's one of those things that, you, you know, I have a great relationship with the cities here. Okay. Um, so you're, I'm always, you know, working that if I get a house that catches fire, I get a call, you know, if, wow, you get a call if a house catches fire. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have, I have great, great contacts and, and all of, you know, out here they do a rental inspections on your prop rental properties every year, annually, the cities. So you're paying about $130 per property, um, every year to have them come out with the good thing with that is the benefit of that is is when I have a third party inspection, which is nice for the rental side of it. But I have um, inspectors that focus on specific neighborhoods, you know, and that's their, their whole thing is to drive neighborhoods and see who's not doing, you know, who's not cutting their lawn and whose Christmas lights are up and 
what houses burnt down, who's doing add-ons, things like that. And because I have, I've created relationships and, and friendships with these people, these inspectors, I get a call, you know, wow, oh, you know this is happening. Or, you know, I got a call in, in a, a great house on the west side that we've been trying to buy this house for a long time. Well, <laughs> we found out that the city was going to be taking it back in abatement. Um, and they didn't know what to do with it because they just didn't have, they didn't, you know, they didn't really want to deal with it, but they needed to know that somebody was going to take it and finish it correctly for this neighborhood, have a house right down the street. So they already know what we do with our houses in that neighborhood. So, you know, I got that call beforehand. That's amazing. So Sabrina, I'm really blown away by this and fascinated. How do you build these relationships, um, with the city and with these people? You just call them, you walk in to the, I I treat everybody with respect. And I go in there and I actually take the time to ask them how they're doing. And I personally meet with all of them at my rental inspections because I feel that you only see them every so often. So you really need to kind of forge that relationship. That is so interesting because most people just, they hate the city. They try to stay away from them and you're building relationships with them. Yes. Wow. Okay. And there's some of my, there, there's some, you know, and I'll get, I actually had a, um, a license on the property that I rented. Somehow it fell through the cracks. You know, so boom, my rental sign goes up. The next day, my inspector calls me. He says, okay, Sabrina. He leaves me this voice message. Okay, Sabrina, I know this one just fell through the cracks. So, hey, just giving you a heads up. Take care of it. I didn't get a violation notice. I didn't get a fine. You know, I didn't get any of that. So when they see Evergreen Properties and our sign and my name attached to that, it's, you know, they're they're helping us out just as much as we're helping out the neighborhood. I love that. I mean, usually with inspectors, we're like, how in the world can we avoid these inspectors at all costs? So your main focus is you're not so much going into you know the city offices, you're just meeting the inspectors at the properties and developing those relationships. And then they call you when there's a house that needs work or something like that. Right, because we have a track record. You know, we've created this uh, a track record um, and a reputation that you know, it, you know, it says on our sign, improving the Antelope Valley one house at a time. Yeah, nice. Um, and they not only get to, get to see that in a sign that you never know if it's BS or not, but they That's actually That's why get the Antelope Valley is so beautiful when I drive yes. through. You guys have fixed it up. You see? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't really driven through, but um, <laughs> it's funny. I've even bought houses there. I don't think I've ever been there. Maybe I've driven through. But anyway. Okay, so now, okay, so they call you and they say, hey, there's this house that do they tell you the weeds are too big? What do they tell you? And then what do you do? Do you contact the seller, the homeowner? I mean, like, how do you go about that? Yeah, I'll, I'll pull it and I'll see, is it in, is it a, you know, is it in pre-foreclosure? Did the when you say just, pull it, help everyone understand what you mean by when you pull it. Um, what do you do I'll, specifically? I'll, I'll pull the history on the house to try to find out where it's at, you know, through the title. Um, and we'll see if there have there been any, uh, in, you know, uh, NODs filed. And just anything, anything that I can find, or is it an absentee owner and the absentee owner, you know, lives out of state or not even in the area. And these people just up and left. Now he's sitting there with the vacant house, you know? So you said you pull title, where would someone go to pull title? I'm just trying to help the, the um, you're going to have to contact, um, a title company, whoever you work with, because you know, we get access because we give so much business Yeah. and then, but generally you need to pay for that. So where can you go? So no, okay, that's a good point. I mean, they can contact a title company. Um, I think that's good. Yeah, that's where I get it. But there's some free sites out there as well that I can't think of. Um, but I did find some for people. I can't think of the names of them now. Okay, if you think of it, shoot me over an email and we'll, uh, I will. we'll include I it, it up, in the show notes. Yeah, I have it up on the email uh, on our website. So I'll go over there and I'll forward it to you. Okay, great. So you pull title, you find out who the owner is and whether they're, you know, notice of default, you mentioned whether they're behind on payments, they're in foreclosure, uh, how much they owe on the property, all that stuff, right? You find out if it's free and clear. Yeah, everything. And then you, how do you contact them? Do you send them a letter or do you try to get a phone number or what do you do from there? If, if I have a phone number, you know, I'll try that. Or I'll try to Google search them. I always send out a letter. A letter is what I do immediately because okay. I don't want to waste time days later. Okay, this number didn't work. So I always send out the letter um, and I'll try to do it in like a creative way, you know, so that they will actually open it. Okay. Um, you mean like, like a blue envelope that looks like an invitation or something like that or. Yeah. yeah you know, when you just send it in a regular white envelope, it could yeah. be lost in junk, like junk mail. mail. 
Yeah. And then is this letter personalized? You said the letter. I assume you have a letter that's kind of like pre-done that you send out. I have a lot of different things. It all depends on what the situation is and what feel I get. Sometimes I'll just send a card, handwritten card. Okay. And I'll say, you know, I seen that this was happening with your house or whatever the situation is. You know, I think I have some options for you. Call me up. You know, your cell phone number, I'm available whenever you have time. So depending on what you think their level of motivation might be, you may invest a little bit more time into that. Yeah. Okay. And, and like you said, once again, it's a numbers game, of course. Yeah. So, but you're just out there rolling your sleeves up, contacting everyone, you know, sending out mailers, every opportunity you see, you're just pouncing on it. (laughs) Yes. And you can't stop doing that. You have to do it every day. You can't say, you know, I used to, when I first started getting in the habit of going, oh, okay, I did, I got a, did a good week this week. I'm not, you know, and then I, my, I would stop, I would slow down, yep. but then three weeks from then, you know, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, you're Whoa, out of what? Bills. yeah, I'm like, well, what's going on? So every single day you just have to create a realistic, uh, system, you know, a system that you do every, every single day. Um, and no matter what you do it. So you, okay. In the morning. Okay. Let's get into the nitty gritty here what time do you like get started in the morning about 7 30 so you get started like, about- i actually get out after i drop my daughter off about 7 30 okay now do you head straight to the office or do you start driving around the neighborhoods no i drive yeah i generally have anything that came in the night before or any because see at night when <laughs> at night is when i get you know i have a couple of hours from like 10 o'clock to midnight or one o'clock or whatever it is that i really kind of get to just double check Google or uh, Craigslist and things like that. So, or I'll double check emails that came in and I'll have to check properties on my way in. So I'll, I'll do those inspections on the way in and those always lead to more calls. Before I even get to the office, I've already made my five calls because I've already driven by five properties. Awesome. Okay. So before you get to the office, you've already made five calls. Then you get to the office and then you're following up with people, calling people, taking calls from mailers, just just focusing on acquisitions. That's pretty much your main focus right now. Yes. Yes. Awesome. And I think the same thing. If people want to be buying a high volume of properties, they really need somebody or some people or something to really be focusing a lot of time on acquisitions. I mean, it just doesn't, it doesn't happen with like, yeah, it's a full-time job, right? Mm -hmm. It it doesn't happen with just focusing a couple hours a week on it. I'm just, yeah, exactly. And I've always, I've noticed that because I'm not, uh, I don't get a paycheck, you know, anymore. I am, I'm basically self-employed. So I've definitely noticed that I work harder than I have ever worked before. That's really <laughs> so, interesting. Yeah, when you told me you're up like at, you know, 10 o'clock midnight, like looking up stuff, looking at stuff, I'm like, hmm, she must obviously get paid on whether a commission or a percentage or something. Right. Yeah. So, and, and it's the, it's the same way. And I just, I really love it, you know? Yeah. So when I, when I see an opportunity and I get to, I get really excited and I'm yeah. like, all oh, right. You know? So I just want to get out there and I want to get it. You're totally like Vanessa. I mean, you guys are just both driven and motivated and I don't know. It's pretty cool. So, um, this is good stuff. Okay. We, we don't have a whole lot more time. I don't take all your time. So Really quickly, now financing, I mean, you guys just probably use Tony. Well, you guys use banks and stuff too, huh? How do you finance these properties? I know, other than Tony, Daddy Warbucks. <laughs> right. Well, we buy everything cash and then we refinance it out, whether it be through the Norris Group, through the local bank. Um, uh, so that that's mainly what we're doing right now. Okay. So he'll, he'll fund it up front and then we'll refinance it immediately. Okay. So you can reuse your cash, which is I do the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, great. And then... So as far as like managing like rehabs and stuff like that, who does that? I do that. You do that as well. Okay. Now you guys have a contractor, you use subcontractors or just a general contractor? Yeah, we have um, a couple of different contractors that we use because you have to have a few when you're, when you're doing volume, as you know, and then you, so we have them and then I, I go by every morning, you know, and I double check the rehabs. I make sure everything's, you know, going and everything's running smoothly. I deal with, again, the city and the inspections and stuff. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. All right, Sabrina. Well, uh, this, this has been really awesome. I know we, we talked a lot about acquisitions, which is where I love to focus anyway. So, you know, really quick, oh, just Craigslist. <laughs> how, do you, <laughs> how do you go about um, 
using Craigslist? I just go onto the neighborhood, you know, or the Craigslist is interesting because you'll find things that aren't posted in the right <laughs> categories. Okay. Which I find that's what I like because that's generally where you find the deal. Huh, because it's something that's not posted in the right category. Not a ton of people yeah, are contacting them. Yeah, but they're all them. sellers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you have a lot of agents that uh, post in their listings and stuff in there. So that's another way if, you know, if you just want to go to Craigslist, you can find sellers, individual sellers, as well as agents. I love it. And you just call and talk to everybody. You're just building relationships. Who can I work with? How can we work together? Right. That's just right. Right. Because it. if you don't start, yeah, if you don't open your mouth and get out there, nothing's going to come because like, you can't do it by yourself. Yeah. So when you submit an offer to a seller who's not an agent, what kind of contract do you use? Like just a one paper contract or use a regular seven California? No. What do you? It's got their name, our name, a price, and a close of escrow date. <laughs> very, yeah, very standard. I tell people all the time, if like, I, I don't know what contract napkin, to use. Exactly. You yeah, should be able to write it on a napkin. napkin. It would be perfectly fine. Yeah, just a keep it very post-it. simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Sabrina, I don't want to hang up with you because you're just giving me so much good information here, but I'm afraid <laughs> our time has come to an end. So let's really quickly... Um, this, uh, podcast episode comes out on a Thursday in two days. Uh, Tony is doing one of his farewell seminars on March. Uh, what is the date? March 20? Uh, yeah. March 22nd, which is a Saturday in North Hollywood. And I'm super excited cause I talked to him yesterday or the day before and he asked me to come up. Um, so I will be there, um, as well. So I'd love to meet anybody if you can make it. Um, Tony's going to be asking me a bunch of questions after lunch. So what are some of the things that he's just really quick, tell us some of the things he's going to talk about, um, and then how they can get in touch with you or him or, or whoever. Okay. Well, the class is called, uh, beyond flipping, uh, what he calls entering level two investing. Um, so it's about how to get and stay wealthy, whether you're already in the business or you're new to the business. Um, so he's got a lot of strategies, a lot of techniques that he's going to be going over. Um, it's, we're going to go over a lot of the acquisition stuff that we did in the first class, um, for, for new investors. And that way everybody is brought up to speed. Um, but yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be really good. I'm I'm really excited. He's excited. He's going to grill you. (laughs) Uh, uh Oh, maybe I need to uh, be prepared. Send me some questions. So. Anyway, guys, uh, I, I'm not getting paid anything for this. I just think Tony's an incredible person and he's taught me a lot and I want to add value to you as well. So if you're able to make it, great. If but Where can they go? Go to TonyAlvarez.com? Yeah, TonyAlvarez.com and they can sign up there. And if you're listening to this episode after this class, because it's only only a couple days, then go to TonyAlvarez.com. He's doing another seminar or two later this year as well, right? Um, we have a couple of different things coming up. Yeah. So just go to the website, TonyAlvarez.com, and uh, it'll tell you whatever he's got coming up. And he's doing, he's speaking at clubs. He's doing all kinds of stuff. So guys, this is, you know, Tony's farewell, big farewell, at least to, as far as educating, I'm sure he'll still. Uh, as far as educating about real estate. About real estate. Yes. Yeah. He's going to be, I, I don't ever see Tony as being completely out. No, no, no. <laughs> but, he can't shut up. About- he's like me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think he's just going to go into a different direction with yeah, uh, helping him. people overcome their fears and, yeah, and awesome. things like that. And he talked a lot about that on our podcast. and It was great. So, all right, guys. So go to any way, any other way people can get in touch with you, Sabrina? Um, Yes. TonyAlvarez.com. I am the buffer. <laughs> you are the buffer. Yes. I, I, it's, it's hard to get through to Tony without hitting the buffer. So, all right, Sabrina, you've been awesome. Thank you so much. And I look forward to seeing you here very soon at the seminar. We'll, we'll talk to you then. Great. Thank you so much. No problem. Talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, bye. Is she something else or what? I mean, she was scared to death through this interview. <laughs> she kept dodging my emails and phone calls, but we finally nailed her down. And I think she just did a phenomenal job. You know, I love bringing people on the show. I bring people who have been interviewed and done you know, public speaking and whatnot, but I love bringing people who don't have that background, who are just raw and just doing the business and willing to share with you what's going on. I mean, talk about the epitome of just taking action. I'm just getting out there and calling people and, and making it happen. Follow the footsteps of what Sabrina is doing and Tony Alvarez and their business, and you are going to be successful. Just get out there and talk to people. Don't be afraid. Make it happen. You got this.
So if anyone can join us this Saturday, that would be amazing. I actually just got done with a 90 minute or two hour long interview with Tony, you know, that he did with me. It's pretty amazing. You get the two of us, you know, ADD uh, blabbermouths on the phone and it's pretty hard to shut up. So that was a lot of fun, but hope we can see you guys there. It should be a great time. If you're listening to this after the fact, then just go to TonyAlvarez.com and he has a couple more seminars going on this year uh, before he, you know, retires. So go ahead and check that out. What a great guy. Oh, and you can find all the show notes, as always, at houseflippinghq.com slash episode 33. I also forgot, I wanted to make a quick mention earlier, actually last week, I was able to go to the Clippers game with the the Warriors, the Bay Warriors, whatever they're called, where uh, Chris Music was the winner of the competition with the Robert Fergoso Anchor Loans competition. And that was just a great time, you know, being there with Chris and just networking with a lot of very successful individuals. That was just awesome. Chris is doing great. He's in our mastermind group as well. Uh, That was not rigged, by the way. He joined later. But uh, the guy's just doing a great job. And I just want to give a shout out to him. Clippers did win. Sorry, Chris. I know you're from the Bay Area, but hey, you know, got to do what we got to do down here. So uh, (laughs) thanks again to Robert and Anchor Loans for your generous hospitality. Uh, If anyone is interested in getting a hard money loan, contact them. Uh, If you're in the Southern California area, they are great to work with. And alas, that brings us to the end of another amazing episode of the House Flipping HQ podcast. Be sure to check us out at houseflippinghq.com slash webinar and join us on our next webinar. Go to houseflippinghq.com for all the latest and greatest in podcast episodes, uh, blog posts, and everything else. Get in the mix, ask some questions, get some answers, all there. Be sure to sign up for our weekly uh, email list where we just keep you posted on everything we have going on. And with that, my uh, fellow Philippians, we will see you on the flip side. Goodbye, everybody. This has been the House Flipping HQ podcast. Your ultimate house flipping resource for intelligent real estate investing and financial freedom. Check out amazing tutorials, blogs, how-tos, and other inspiring podcasts with house flipping experts at houseflippinghq.com. Houseflippinghq.com.